0: Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Nick. Today, we're going to talk about how the science fiction genre is often the genre that pushes the medium forward or reinvents filmmaking, as brought to us by Nick today via text. And then we're going to do a full review of Alfonso Cuaron's Gravity. I don't know how to say his name properly. I didn't do the research, but I'm going to assume that's probably close to right. That looks pretty good. Um, And then, yeah, that should be the full episode. So, um, if you're just tuning in to us because you heard me talking on The Ones Who Knock, welcome. Please check us out. Give us a review in iTunes or a rating. Send feedback to feedback at MidwestFilmers.com. Check us out on Twitter at MFN Podcast, and I think that's about everything, mostly. So uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we don't disappoint. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So via text earlier today, Nick asked us, Why is sci-fi ge- generally the genre that can reinvent movie making?
1: That's really hard to say. Yeah. Can you say that again? It was, it was like a tongue twister.
0: <laughs> a sh- a sh- Why is sci-fi generally the genre that can reinvent filmmaking? Ooh. Yeah. I aw- we- awkwardly word my texts. <laughs> it's been pointed out in the past. <laughs> you frequently speak very weirdly, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I think it's a pretty straightforward question. Um, do you have any particular examples that you want to, like throw out there uh gravity uh <laughs> avatar
2: inception okay. the matrix star wars okay empire right. strikes back return of the jedi etc at et all
0: phantom menace <laughs> i mean in a way yeah <laughs> okay. in a way uh, in a way you know it, it showed a lot of people what not to do <laughs> terminator weird. terminator terminator Two, 2 okay so what do you think, Willie? Why, why do you think science fiction is, is the genre that does it? Do you think science fiction is the genre that does it the most?
1: Wait, we're not just listing movies. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Um, bear in mind, I did say generally. There, yeah, there you, are, there you, are you cases said, to the contrary. Yeah.
1: Um, I think that sci-fi is inherently a genre that that pushes filmmakers to think outside the box just by its very nature. I mean, there's you're thinking when when you say sci-fi, you think of generally like a fantastical. Landscape, maybe in outer space, maybe whatever—it doesn't matter. Like, there are certain things that you have to. There, there are certain ideas in sci-fi, whether it be aliens or creatures or robot or robotics or spaceships or whatever. Any sci-fi element you can throw in there, that you have to come up with a design for first mm-hmm. of all, and then you have to figure out how to execute that design and how to execute it in a way that hasn't been done before. And I think that. Every so often, there's that next evolution because the filmmakers are pushing the technology to meet those, the demands of the script and the designs. You know, so I, I think that certainly with Avatar, as an example, you know, love it or hate it, that movie definitely did push the boundary for what's expected in in films moving forward, specifically sci-fi movies. And I think a lot of that stems from the world that they designed, and they had to do something. They had, to use new te- they had to push the technology as far as possible to meet that, to, to, yeah. to meet the vision of the director. And also, uh, sci-fi directors typically have a very strong vision for what they want to see, it seems like, um, most, most of the time, you know? Yeah. Um, if you look at Ridley's earlier stuff when he was doing sci-fi, it's, that's very apparent. Like, his vision is, is what you see on screen, and he had to do certain things to make that happen.
0: I think a lot um, of effective science fiction is world-building.
1: Um, yeah yeah and it takes an entire i mean it, it takes so many creative minds to get together and build something like star wars i mean for as important as george lucas was obviously to the star wars universe that took countless skilled craftsmen and 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 uh, who who did the uh concept art for? Ralph McQuarrie and and the set builders and the set designers and everything like Harrison Ford set builder <laughs> <laughs> and there are so many creative minds that go into that you know that i think you're forced to to push the boundaries. And I think, <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it too, like sci-fi does go in kind of like most genres do in like ebbs and flows where it's, there's periods of time during sci-fi movies where everything feels very stale and like it's carbon copying ideas from, from previous Yeah, everybody
0: movies. was like, hey, let's do bullet time. and
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's, but no, it's that absolutely, I think it makes a lot of sense that sci-fi is the one to do it. I don't think that many other genres do that. I think horror movies might, in terms of maybe upping the ante as far as the violence and stuff is concerned. Okay. I think horror movies do that sometimes. Like yeah. they, they, you know, like oh my god, how can we make a movie bloodier and nastier than this? You know, and then they, um, they challenge themselves to do that. And I think maybe comedies do reinvent themselves in a certain like in in the as far as what's funny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you know, when The Hangover came out, we saw a lot of movies that were kind of in similar vein kind of really raunchy you know so i don't know i mean it's yeah no it makes sense to me i I think that's why they, they have to push themselves so
0: okay yeah. all right nick what do you think uh
2: i mean willie pretty much said it all <laughs> like willie talked too much i'm
1: sorry
0: <laughs> okay on to the review yeah <laughs>
2: no. i i think a big part of it has to do with out of necessity not even so much the filmmakers have ideas that are too lofty for technology, and frequently that's true. You get guys like Cameron who want to make something crazy, but instead they 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 simplify it a little bit and they make Terminator One, and then years later they can make Terminator Two, and you know they they come they he writes the screenplay for Avatar in like nineteen ninety eight or something, and does mm-hmm. just sit on it for ten years until you know the technology seems like it's getting there, and uh, it was the same thing with Gravity actually. Where yeah. I wrote it a long time ago and then had to not not as long ago but a while back and then had to wait until the, the tech was better. Uh but I think a lot of it is because sci fi or or fantasy even gets a lot gets it doesn't have the same shelf life that other genres do. Like I think it it expires a lot quicker and we 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 recognize when it's going stagnant. Like I mean it's been it's only been not only, but a little bit over 10 years since, like, the Underworld movies came out. Yeah. And I'm not saying those were, like, Hallmark movies, but they had kind of a different look and feel to them that hadn't really happened yet. And I just saw the the trailer for the new venture by some of those guys, the I, Frankenstein yeah. with Aaron Eckhart, and it's laughable because I'm like, this looks like it's from 2000. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It, it, it looks like Van Helsing. It's like something out of that era. And I think that that, at the time, we were like, here's something a little bit different. Mhm whether good or bad doesn't really matter but was something a little bit different and then now it's it just looks stupid looks dated looks looks jokey and i think uh i not that i can necessarily put my finger right now on what today's sci-fi renaissance looks like but it's it's kind of either extremely gritty like district 9, Elysium type stuff, dread, etc or it's like Tron, Super clean. Apple design Yeah, but yeah exactly. Yeah. And, uh, which I think is cool, but it's also cause the technology is getting better, but it's nice to see like kind of a bold new vision mm-hmm. striking out. But I think a lot, uh, basically when TLDR is that it, I think a lot of it's born out of necessity. Like the genre starts to get dull quicker, like, like dramas still look like dramas for the most part. And that's fine. And cause they're frequently just so based on story. Not that sci-fi can't be, but a lot of it revolves around the look and the feel and the world building, like you said. And so it just needs to be. Reinvented, but I think uh, there's an important distinction to be made in terms of what I was initially asking. Not so much reinventing genres like like Hangover with comedies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but actually reinventing the way movies are made. Yeah, because I think I think that usually belongs pretty much exclusively to sci-fi. The only examples I could think of to the contrary are, um, like I, I think a lot of a lot of Guy Ritchie's movies kind of changed the way movies were cut. And maybe even shot to an extent. Requiem for a Dream kind of did, with some of the way it was edited and some of the way it was shot, some of the some of the crazy camera rigs and stuff they set up. But overall, I think it's it's really sci-fi that pushes the technology into creating something really otherworldly that we're not we're not acclimated to.
0: Well, and it's back, back to your point about like the sci-fi right now and looking at the difference between gritty and clean. <clears throat> my paper that I wrote for my intro to film class which contrasted Blade Runner and 2001 hmm. kind of that I, I feel like that's kind of been here which is kind of interesting it's just kind of like there's two different modes of science fiction that you can go down and you either end up in the gritty or the clean or something like that I mean, yeah
1: judge Dredd and demolition man
0: <laughs> you know yeah um which one's the clean one <laughs> <laughs> figure it out <laughs> So, but I don't, it's interesting because I think a lot of it is science fiction requires, you can have good actors, you can have a fantastic director, you can have, you know, a great score and everything. But you still need an extra element to make science fiction more believable, or make it as believable as other movies that are out there.
2: And the inverse is true: you can have bad actors and an inexperienced director. That's kind of what Episode Four is. Well, like, yeah, like nobody in Star Wars is particularly great; they're all adequate. But I think you need you need definitely the right type of people to fit sci-fi. Like you can't stick, you know, any any great actor. I'm trying to think of, it, of an example, but everybody that popped to mind has been in genre movies like that. <laughs> you know, you you can't necessarily shove. Well, we'll take Morgan Freeman for example. Morgan Freeman's great, but he's a little weird in Oblivion because you're like he doesn't really gel in my mind in the in the sci-fi world. Yep. It's just kind of weird. But you can take you could take like an Ian McKellen, and, and you'd buy it, and like he works somehow. Uh, it's a very weird genre that not everybody can necessarily pull off. You know.
0: Yeah, and I think I think some of it is like you 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 Nick, were saying that eunuch eunuch, uh like even off of what Willie was saying, there are kind of movies that reinvent the genre, but I think there's also movies that just kind of reinvent certain devices or just kind of like if you look at like I don't know, there's probably earlier earlier examples of some of these, but like memento is a very unconventional storyline. And Tarantino movies are very unconventional. Like, movies that there's probably a genesis point for a movie that was like, this is unconventional. The way that the story is structured, like, that probably hadn't been done in movies before at some point. And I don't think that that would have to be done through a sci fi movie. But in terms of, like, looking at Avatar you're not going to see it's it's interesting because you're not going to see the things that like push filmmaking forward some of those aren't going to get leaked back into the other genres like avatar tech isn't going to show up in a rom-com probably if it does it's probably a waste of money but yeah so it's it's kind of like maybe they reinvent like are they are they actually reinventing filmmaking or are they just reinventing science fiction like well, well, it's
1: interesting that they're, well, they're actually finding it. ways to, like, kind of, <laughs> they've been doing it for a long time, but if you look at some of the m- more successful movies from other genres, there's a sci-fi, like, like, tinge to it. Like, the most successful comedy of all time for years was Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's a comedy film, first and foremost. Or, like, if you look at a lot of these kind of Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks-type movies that are coming out because there's a lot of them like that aren't necessarily his based off of his books that they totally like time travelers wife there's yeah. an example or the the what's the one with the uh, keanu and sandra bullock the lake house oh, the lake house with a time traveling <laughs> mailbox or i mean or or safe uh safe haven was another one uh. that has a sci-fi element to it so it's just like it's it's funny that that nick mentioned that because it's it's almost like like filmmakers are realizing this and they're finding ways to like Get that sci-fi angle put, into the...
3: Uh, put, put sci-fi into other You know what I mean? Genres. Like, especially yeah. with
1: this... It's weird. This, this, this romantic sci-fi romance thing that's going on lately is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> but it, I think whatever. it's probably just because everything needs a little facelift.
2: Mm-hmm. You, know, er, you know, some genres get a little bit stale and they need to find a, a good twist. Like, how many rom-coms with, like, a raunchy twist did we see, like, in the last ten years? Quite a few. Like, they used to be, for the most part, very very clean and, and relatively mm-hmm. innocent and then we just saw lots of like kind of gross out weird ones or like mismatched couples that are yeah yeah there was there was a lot of childish yeah. dude or something like that or a weird girl
1: yeah stuff like like friends of benefits or like
0: uh no strings, strings
1: attached or uh, ugly truth knocked up knocked up things like that yeah you are right those kind of came into fruition
0: did that like it was that like was there Something About Mary kind of the genesis of that? Or was it like a renaissance? I think that was or? one that was before its time,
1: honestly. Like, okay. I, I don't think that that what, sparked...
0: That? There's Something About Mary.
1: Oh. I don't think that sparked an immediate interest because I, you didn't see a lot of movies just like that coming out right after Something About Mary. The Fairley Brothers,
2: I think, dude, <clears throat> deserve a lot of credit for kind of injecting an offbeat and kind of grossness into into comedy and, yeah. and even making something that's kind of gross but still sweet at heart. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, There's Something About Mary, absolutely. But that, that whole era of that and dumb and dumber, dumber and kingpin which is like a trilogy <laughs> yeah, a perfect yeah. trilogy uh we're getting a little Un, <laughs> on par, a little on par on par with um <laughs> with terry gilliams dreamer trilogy yeah or the cornetto
0: yeah um even more loosely uh attached than those I, and i was just kind of wondering how much of it is us being science fiction fans kind of seeing it from this angle and being like yeah sci-fi does a lot for the for for filmmaking in general like
1: I don't think that's necessarily the case, though, because I think that oftentimes when you see, when you're seeing, like, look at, um, look at like Oscar season, you know, like mm-hmm. last year, you know, we had Argo and Zero Dark Thirty and um,
0: some that, very big, that was another dramatic films, up, yeah.
1: you know, um, which is typical of Oscar season, but you don't hear anybody saying this movie redefines how films are made mm-hmm. you continuously hear that about sci-fi sci-fi films even if it's not true about them oftentimes unfortunately critics get a little too excited about stuff and they're like no other film you know all other films well you know come on calm down you just want to be the quote on the top of the DVD <laughs> yeah you box. want to be the full quote so i think a big part
2: of it is not not even necessarily in the things you see but there's a reason that they frequently sweep all the technical awards because the way a lot of the ways movies are, are made and designed changes with some of these innovations. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some examples, but you know, even with, with Avatar saw a huge surge in, in 3d. Yeah. I mean, just mm-hmm. across the board and across That's every for genre sure. and, and pushed digital filmmaking in a, in a real mm-hmm. hard way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peter Jackson saw pretty much everything he did with Avatar and wanted to apply it to Behave. the Lord of the Rings yeah, style movie. And, uh, I think that it, it doesn't necessarily permeate like like melodramas. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just kind of, kind of its own bubble anyway. I, it's kind of it's interesting for me to think about like what is gravity going to do for filmmaking on the whole? Like, obviously, another science fiction film can come out and use the technology of gravity and 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 make a different kind of movie than what we've seen before, but. I think it, might. but in terms of like actually pushing filmmaking forward, like what, what, what is what is filmmaking in general going to learn about? Like how how is it being reinvented such that these things are universally applicable to film? From
1: gravity, and in it's in not like or? well,
0: gravity or Avatar or like anything like that. Like three three D, 3D, yeah, three D is a good point. Three D is kind of a.
1: I think you're gonna. I think we already have, and I think that you're gonna continue to see it with, with the Avatar sequels coming out, and.
0: Um, but that's more that's more sci-fi, is what I'm saying. Like, it, it is it always going to be more sci-fi? Like, is that is are is that is your question framed in such a way that we're going to see it? Like, we're we're only seeing this in sci-fi because we're looking at it through this lens. Like, what? Well, my question was 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 actually just searching for examples because if sci-fi
2: movies like this didn't exist we would still be making movies on everything they were making yeah. movies on from 1950 there'd well, be no nothing would change there'd be no there'd be no need to reduce camera sizes further there'd be no need to make things faster make things higher resolution make things better if it wasn't for these movies that are pushing it because now it's it's wedded the the public's appetite for more spectacle and more immersion and more over-the-top and bigger explosions and louder explosions and more seamless integration of special effects. Because I think if anything I took away from Gravity, it's that real actors and animation are essentially interchangeable now. Mm-hmm. Like how mu- I, I, I'm dying to see behind the scenes in that movie and how much was real and how much wasn't. Like None of it was real. That's pr- pretty much what I'm gathering. I saw
0: like a shot or two of behind the scenes, which was basically just like... Clooney and, and Bullock tied together with, like, motion capture like astronauts. Right. And, I mean, but...
2: they, he's basically with this movie... Now, granted, it's the perfect setting. It's in space. You don't need to see a lot. There's not a lot of stuff going on. You're, there's a lot of nothing. It still needs to look real. And, yeah. and it does. I mean, the Earth looks freaking real. And, like, people are watching this and going, I would swear that it's footage from, like, a NASA documentary. That's It's incredible. And uh, James Cameron even commented on it and said all this tech is incredible. And the, the reason the movie is so good, he said, is not only are they special effects and the really top-notch, but the actors have to sell it. And they yeah. do. Yeah, And that's cool that there are actors that are, that are good enough to be able to deal with this, and, and a director who's good enough. Because if you, you know, 10 years ago, 14 years ago, really, when George Lucas was making episode one, the actors were like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, I can't act opposite yeah. a green tennis ball, like, real. Because they didn't have a good enough director. And maybe, I'm not saying they're bad actors, but maybe they weren't the right actors for the job being able to be Bullock in, the, in this movie is insane
0: well and then even like uh, you know if, if they had avatar tech for episode one then the actors would have been able to see and interact with the environment that was Perhaps. on the green screen behind them but I
2: think a lot of it goes into the hands of the filmmaker though I think no, they, need, yeah, they need to have totally. an understanding of the technology totally. but uh, crap I had a point <laughs> and it got lost in there <laughs> no points Somewhere. allowed no points allowed on podcasts no points allowed it's like airport nothing sharp I uh damn <laughs> it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. It was good too. I just uh, Oh <laughs> crap. It was there and now it's gone. <laughs> there and back again. Have his tail.
0: It's still like I don't I'm I can't argue that i uh, like technological advances they're they're only gonna happen in science fiction because science fiction are the movies that require it. I don't necessarily think that we'd still be stuck in the fifties. I mean from a from a spectacle standpoint maybe yes but does that mean like there's nothing about something like memento or um like some some of the great movies of today that you wouldn't be able to get without the technological developments that have occurred
2: but, well yes and no i mean there it depends on on what strata of filmmaking you're talking about because they still shoot movies on cameras they made in like the 50s oh yeah they still use them and they're most guys in that world swear by that older stuff yeah like there's a whole new renaissance right now with with all the digital stuff going on i mean you've got and it's only because you've got filmmakers with the prominence of like fincher and stuff like that who are you know he's he's not even necessarily really a genre filmmaker why did he shoot the social network on 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 a red he didn't have to. He no. could have shot it on an old Panavision camera. It doesn't matter, but he did. And I think a lot of that has to do with with movies with sci fi movies movies from that genre taking that taking this tool because it's easier to use for their purposes and, and making it work and saying, Here's what we did with this. We made something with a camera that was smaller, that was faster, that was cheaper, that let us do all these things. And so a guy you didn't have to wait for dailies. A guy who's shooting a drama says, I want to try that and does it mm-hmm. and he was able with that technology to you know the opening scene in in Harvard they're like you can't bring a crane on Harvard's campus he's like alright I'm gonna line up 11 cameras and we're gonna shoot them and we're gonna stitch it together yeah that shit wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for sci-fi movies okay fair enough
0: that's true that's true if you enjoyed this rehash of side by side go check it out on Netflix <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah you can
2: everything I just said <laughs> says way better and is way handsomer doing it <laughs> All no, right. I just—it wasn't even—I didn't have necessarily even an agenda or a point. No, I was no, no, just no. curious because as I was no, thinking I, about it,
0: I think it's an interesting question. Absolutely. I just—it's—and
2: we'll really we will really know in a couple more years to see if like the 48 frames thing starts to click with other movies. Yeah, and with since The Hobbit. Yeah. And
0: it, we're gonna know if I still don't know if we've seen, like I don't know I'd have to look at the trailer, but is the next Hobbit coming out in 48 frames? I think so.
2: I don't. Uh, there have been no know. plans to say it wouldn't. I mean, he didn't, you know, release a butthurt Damon it's style like, there <laughs> saying nobody liked
0: it. It's been quiet though. Is the thing is that I haven't heard like you know, there aren't other movies that are taking advantage of it as I like.
2: I think it was their plan. I, I mean, they were shooting them all.
0: That's true. That's you know, true. So it'd be it'd be a waste to just be like, oh yeah, well.
2: Be an easy fix, I guess. But yeah, no, they should. I think that I think that his goal was to was to play with the with the format. And I think a lot of people were really receptive to it. I don't see why he would stop. He took he took a I huge wonder, risk.
0: Like I wonder he if he'll tweak it at all in between. Like if he like if there's I don't know. Did anyway. You guys end up
2: seeing either of you see it in forty eight? Yeah, I, no, I did. we both did, yeah. did. Okay, God, it was so weird. But uh, for some reason, I I kind of want to see the next one.
0: <laughs> I just feel like that's the way he intended. So it was very strange. All right, uh, we went over a little bit, so we are gonna go right into our review of Alfonso Coron's Gravity. Starring Sandra Bullock, George Clooney, and other people.
2: Like four other people.
0: Yeah. Um it's
2: really only starring those two.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um so imdb.com synopsis of gravity is space. Space happens, period. <laughs> okay. No, that's In three D. That's the tagline. Um Space Happens. A medical engineer and an astronaut work together to survive after an accident leaves them adrift in space. Pretty, Good. Yep. pretty, pretty apt. Alright. Um, More apt than you'd think. So, uh, Willie, how'd you feel about Gravity? <laughs> <laughs> I, this movie's kind of been, it, it, like Nick said, it sat on the back burner for at least like four years, I think. Finally got cast in like late 2010 or something like that and then uh, production began <clears throat> at some point you know <laughs> at some point in time production, production began was so. Pro- hard
2: to get hard to get a real beat on
0: yeah like I remember I remember reading stuff on Slashfilm about this movie a oh, couple eight? Of years ago it, it went through oh, several
2: it rotated cast members several times but the cast they ended up with is the best of, of everybody that they
0: either cast or had, had pursued I'm iffy on that but we can talk about it.
1: Yeah, I don't even know who they were looking at beforehand. So oh, I the know. only
0: other like major thing was um, Robert Downey Jr. instead of Clooney. No, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I would have been interested in seeing it, but sure. I think we got. I think Clooney does a great job. And they so. they were pursuing Angelina Jolie super
2: hard. Yeah, that's true. Which I don't know why.
0: I'd rather have Sandra Bullock than Angelina Absolutely. Jolie. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So Willie, how did you feel about Gravity today? You saw it in. 3D, E3, Dolby Atmos. Dolby yes. Atmos.
1: You know what I saw it in better than I know what I saw it in. So it was really loud. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever I was listening to was really loud. Um, I I really enjoyed Gravity. Um, I had heard a lot of hype from people that mm-hmm. it was you know it was doing really well commercially and and critically and obviously when you go into a movie with that kind of hype that you don't necessarily have that amount of hype for you almost go into it wanting to find. Things wrong with it, yeah. And I did that par- partially because I wanted to be able to have some some, some things, things to, to say on about. the podcast, yeah. you know. I'll yeah. be, I mean, I didn't want us all to. I mean, I don't know how you guys felt about it yet, but I'm sure I will soon enough. And I would guess it's probably positive, <laughs> but I wanted to be able to say some things, you know, that were a little more not negative, but but criticisms. And I found a couple maybe, but it was really hard, yeah, to find them. I mean, I, this is not the kind of movie that I would typically go see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean if it were not for us recording an episode about gravity, I probably wouldn't have seen gravity um <clears throat> and I'm glad I did it's uh it's a strange movie because it's so it's so thinly scripted as far as like dialogue and characters there's there's only, really only a few character a couple characters in this movie that I really have any sort of anything to do and and that's okay that's not a bad thing but it's a, it's as a guy who loves story so much, this is a very very it's a very simple story. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's... There's not twists in the story. No. There's not... You know what I mean? You, you know, it's... Aliens don't, like, fly by them at the end and pick them up and Spoiler save them or alert. something. Well, yeah, whatever. You know, this is not... <laughs> this is not an M. Night Shyamalan joint. You know? It's it's a very simple, straightforward survival story. Yeah. And I appreciate it for that. Um, it almost felt... It reminded me of movies... Um, survival movies that take place on earth you know like yeah. it, it reminded me of movies like that and I love those kinds of movies uh, but this one was cool because we'd never seen a movie of that genre in this setting so mm-hmm. I, I appreciated it I mean the, it's got probably the best 3D sequence I've ever seen in a 3D movie yeah I wasn't n- not all the way through was I like oh my god this 3D but there, this one sequence that I'm thinking of in particular works so well in 3D that I would have to say go see it in 3D. And I've never endorsed a movie for 3D like that before. So yeah. that's a big deal um for me. Um the cast is great. What little cast there is, is does a, a winning job. Yeah. Um I like the <clears throat> I like the balance between the Clooney character and the Bullock character, because they're such different people. Yeah. You know, you've got a very experienced guy, and then you've got this very inexperienced woman. Who, you know, they kind of have to balance each other. Because a all bit. women
0: are inexperienced, <laughs> right? At everything, but of
1: course, yeah, no, except
0: cooking, and cleaning,
1: <laughs> and that was that was one of my my small complaints. And I'll talk about it more in, in spoilers. Okay, um, but one of my minor complaints was that uh, early on in the movie, the Bullock character does feel. Overly useless. Does that make sense? Like it feels. I mean, I, she was she was certainly less experienced out of the of the two, but she feels a little overly useless. You're like she me. had
0: to have some training about some of this.
1: Something, <laughs> but but it does redeem it. It doesn't feel that way all the way throughout. Yeah. So by no means is she she winds up being a very strong, interesting character. But early on, I was like, eee. Yeah. So um, no, I I, I really enjoyed this M- more than I thought I would, even with the hype. So. Yeah, go see it. I mean, honestly, even if you have no interest in, if you have an interest in movies, go see it.
0: Yeah. All right, Nick, how did you feel about Gravity?
1: Uh, I had
2: a pretty wild amount of hype going into it. I was really been looking forward to this one for a long time, and uh, it didn't disappoint. It actually is probably the one year, or the one movie this year that I was had really high expectations set for, and it actually exceeded them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I pretty much loved it, top to bottom. I really can't find any faults with it. Um, just, you know, re- hooked from the from the very very first shot, and which lasts a really long time, so that helps. But it, uh, I just thought it was yeah, that shots like fifteen minutes long, <laughs> brilliantly simple movie, which is just such a breath of fresh air. Uh, just have a clear cut everything's just lit. it's it's insane how like it's so textbook that it should be kind of dull, but it's not at all just because the performances are so good the scenery is so engaging, and there's the way how immersive it is is just ridiculous and uh this is this is a story and an experience that only works as a movie. This could not be a video game. This couldn't be a book. It couldn't be a comic. It couldn't be a TV show. Like this, this is a
0: movie. I was thinking I would love a video game version of this made by the guys that did Heavy Rain. It just wouldn't it wouldn't be the same. I think it'd be perfect. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, just because you interesting in this in, with this movie. It, it's just, I was even thinking during during it. while I was watching it. I was like, "This is just the absolute perfect medium for this experience to be happening because all I can do is sit and watch. I don't have a controller in my hand. No, I can't, no, and it's, I can't it's, press I, pause. I, I mean, mean
0: it, I
2: don't know. It's it's hard, but it, it's it's. Not I know you're saying play. there's a few like first-person type moments where it, it feels very much like no,
0: not even not even that. Like I, you haven't played Heavy Rain, have you? No. If you have, you'd be like, "Okay, I see where you're coming. Like you I mean, like, what be it's like, like, I know exactly. Like it's. It'd be a very interesting experience, but this is—it doesn't matter. We can forget about that point. (laughs) Edited for content. (laughs) Uh,
2: I just—I think the the rules are laid out so elegantly and clearly, and the stakes are so clear right from the beginning. And uh, it's—I actually tried to write notes the there's a built-in timer throughout the movie that keeps you refreshed on like the conflict and the threat Mm -hmm. that is such a brilliant device in the movie to keep you on edge like your your internal clock will start going okay there's another big moment coming up like am i ready and the music cues you for it and the Mm -hmm. visuals just oh man it's just it's a perfectly everybody's everybody that has any real complaints online are are grousing about the story and the way it's written and I, i think i just think it's there's no need really to complain about that. I think it's perfect for how simple it is. Uh, you don't need anything overly convoluted. Doesn't need to be. It would be a disservice to the movie to get any more complex than it is. It's a relatively short movie, which is perfect. The length is perfect. I think the only downside is that it's so great in super up close 3D IMAX that it'll it will be the experience will be lessened on home video. Like this is a movie that was meant to be seen in the theater, and you know I've already talked to a few people that are like, "Oh, I'll catch it when it's on Blu-ray." And I'm like, "You, why? Yeah, Pay the ten bucks, go, go see it." Like honestly, it's like riding a roller coaster. It's it's a it's an experience. Like when when Alex and I walked out of it, we just kind of were both like, "I'm tired." Oh. Yeah. I'm drained. My
0: legs were sore because I was clenching them. <laughs> and we sat really close. Yeah, we did, but that I, that, I, that wasn't any of it. But it like, was perfect. It was just, no, I think that was good. Yeah. It, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was good, but it certainly didn't detract, which like any other movie... If I, was, if I went to an IMAX movie and sat third row, I would be pissed.
2: Sure. I was okay
0: with it this time. I about. think for this movie, it was actually better. Like, if I, if I went
2: and saw this again and sat in the back, I'd probably be like, oh, it's just not the same. It would still be great, but it's just not the same. And, uh... Like Willie said, the balance between the two characters was great, and that's why I think those two were the perfect. They were perfectly cast, and they balanced each other out perfectly. Downey in that role would have been good, but I think there's, some, there's a little extra something Clooney has that I well, think, sold. I think, sold me I on think it.
0: the rapport between they've been good friends for a long time, Clooney and Bullock, and I think
3: that you can feel that. Yeah, but
1: I mean, it's not, the one thing too with the, with with Bullock and, and and Clooney, and where I'm sure some of this. I didn't know that there was an argument that the the movie was you know the, the script was weak or whatever, which I, I disagree with. I think it works perfectly for what it is. But it, with with Bullock and Clooney, I think that they're not playing characters. No, I mean, they they are, but they're not they're not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not doing anything all, all that out of the norm for them. And I'm sure that's probably disappointing to some people. Because Clooney's very much playing a very Clooney type character in this, yeah. but he's so good at it that it doesn't matter. Like, there, you don't need his character to have some sort of weird quirks, or you know what I'm saying? Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't need to be, like, putting on a character. Same with her. They should feel real, and I don't know. For, What's if interesting, though, If it was, was another movie, I might be a little bit annoyed by, like, okay, we're just. Then it's, 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 we're a, it's a Clooney typical Clooney, Clooney again? role. Yeah. Which is fine, I like Clooney, but sometimes you gotta do something different. But some with this nipples. movie, it works. Right, exactly. You gotta strap him on and get good to go. Like, you're ready to roll. But no, I think uh, for this movie it works because of the simplicity of the the story. We don't need characters that are cartoonish or outlandish. It wouldn't feel right. Yeah. You know? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I see what what you're saying. I still disagree about that too because they're very. Like, each of those two characters have very, very unique identifiers to them throughout the movie. Like, there there are some things about that Clooney character that I will remember. Like, those traits belong to that character. And same with the Bullet character. They're both very distinct characters, I think, and I can't really talk about it without getting into spoilers, but there's a couple of quirks about both of them. They're very small, very human, very real things that are just... I just think it's a brilliantly fleshed-out script. It does it all without without beating you over the head, without pandering to anybody, without relying on cheap exposition or dumb voiceovers or anything like that. It's all very organically laid out, and I just think it's, it's a triumph on pretty much every level.
0: Okay. Um... I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I think it's, at the moment, it's. I know it's going to be in my top 10 at the end of the year. Um, probably quite high on the list as well. Um, <clears throat> performances are very, very solid. I enjoyed the score. I would be very interested in watching a scoreless version of the movie if, if that was available on the Blu-ray where you could just watch it without any music mm-hmm. at all. I would be very interested in seeing what that's like. Um, but I, I don't feel like it's attracted or anything. I just think it would be a very different experience and I would wonder how it would affect it. Um, any issues that I have with, I didn't really have any issues as I was watching it. I had kind of logical scientific things. There's no, I, for me, there's no personal ice pack moments in this movie. There's nothing that's like, oh, well, that's clearly the only, there's one that gets close and we can talk about that in spoilers, but, um, I I don't really have any major issues with the science behind any of it. After reading Neil deGrasse Tyson's thoughts on it, I think some of the mistakes are stupid and they should have just put a little bit more thought into it and they could have fixed it, but none of it really like the direction of like debris flowing that should you you have no reason to mess that up. But you know, it it doesn't impact the story at all and that's kind of what matters more in this case. Um it was very much sit down and strap in for the ride, remind yourself to breathe every once in a while, and that's a kind of movie that you don't get particularly often, especially in science fiction, which, you know, it's kind of something that Willie brought up. But, um, yeah, it, the the only thing that I really kind of, um, I started thinking about it today and And it's something that you brought up earlier, Nick. It's like at what point is this movie an animated movie? Some people have been talking about that, and i'm not i don't I don't say that as like a bad thing and then the other thing that I kind of thought about, which this would be more of a relevant topic if we were reviewing children of men, but like the artifice of stitching together a one take as opposed to going back to something like a Touch of Evil, or like and like anything like those, those Silent House, or yeah, like it, you know. even like Serenity, like that long take, like long takes of past, and then going and just kind of stretching the truth a bit with things like Children of Men and The Avengers, and those things where the long takes are just kind of stitched together, effect shots. Uh, I, I, um, it's a little sad to me, but that's the thing is that you're not going to get a 20 minute long sequence of sandra bullock in space with a traditional one take can't like it doesn't it doesn't work that way but uh i i think it's something interesting to think about because it's it's kind of um yes the actors need to be convincing but a lot of the a lot of the literal and figurative heavy lifting in this movie is done by effects and it's and it's uh i think it's an interesting topic and it's something that i think a lot of people talked about with avatar a little bit because some of it was you know hey this could have been animation but yeah there was mocap behind it kind of
1: they didn't film this in space then
0: (laughs) no this was you guys are saying yes oh so i but it's not it's not even so much it's not i wasn't disappointed by it it wasn't something that affected how i viewed the movie but i think it's like it's it's food for thought for sure um but yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it very much. Fantastic performances. Oh, totally. Uh, it boggles my mind, like, thinking about how anything... Like, I don't understand how anything filmed inside Vessels was filmed at all. I don't get it. I don't know how it was done.
1: Yeah, this is that rare movie where, like, I I, I don't feel like I I know how they did all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain shots where, obviously, like, you, you realize, like, okay, that's a... Like, it's a computer animated effect or whatever, but like, yeah, mo- for the, there are there are moments like big, large moments in this movie where I'm like, how did they do that?
0: Yeah, like what what is what was actually going on? But
1: I didn't ask myself that question while I was watching. No, it, yeah, which is nice. It, like it, it wasn't like I was sitting there trying to like figure like how did yeah. they make that happen? Like because then you get distracted from the movie. But afterwards, I like, I was like, how did they? How did this scene get sh-? like? What's CG? What's real? What, yeah, you know? so it was interesting. Yeah, which is impressive. That's a testament to the absolutely. effects. I mean,
0: absolutely. All right. Any final thoughts? Do we want to move into spoiler territory? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Wow, quick break. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, quake and break. Uh, quake we'll Arena. be right back with uh, Quake Arena Three.
1: Don't listen to spoilers yeah. if you have not seen it, because this is a very tense movie, and that's part of the fun of the movie. Is that? So don't don't yeah. listen to spoilers. Don't
0: don't listen to any spoilers. Don't do it. Turn it off right now. You've got another. 30 seconds. Don't to do own. it. So, we'll be right back.
3: <laughs>
0: Alright, we are back. We are in Spoiler Terry for Gravity, as it is now known. <laughs> Get <Spoiler> your Terry, <laughs> terry Towels, we're in Spoiler Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> Spoilers for Gravity. I I'll start off the one the one moment that um, that I did actually think about in the movie. It makes no sense to me why George why George Clooney had to leave the way that he did at that point in time. That the physics of the situation doesn't work. It just uh, that doesn't that doesn't it doesn't work that way.
1: See me like him getting sucked away from her when like
0: yeah there's there's no forces that are pulling him away anymore like it neil, neil degrasse tyson basically summed it up as she could have tugged that rope towards herself and he would have started coming back towards her there's nothing
1: yeah which is a relatively decent hole yeah to and be that, fair.
0: and it, it, you know it doesn't it doesn't destroy the movie for me but i remember even thinking during the movie without any external influence like why why did he have to go like that doesn't that doesn't compute. They could have written it differently. They could have had something else happen. They could sure. have had that. That the, the
1: moments. The moments. Pretty. I mean, it certainly works for dramatic purposes. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying because the it, the movie does feel so real and
0: genuine mm-hmm. that yeah yeah, like he's like I'm taking you with me. No, not anymore. She's she's now currently suspended by the ropes that are that are there, and she can pull him back. Like that's
1: <laughs> yeah. Her momentum would be stopped by that, wouldn't it? Yeah. So
0: yeah. it's very strange. But that makes sense. I, other than that, I mean the the stuff that Neil deGrasse Tyson brings up, it's just a lot of it's a lot of nitpicks with the actual science, and it's disappointing that they couldn't. I like I don't know, I don't know why any choices would have been made, and, and the other the other one that's kind of iffy is like there's no reason that Hubble, that the Hubble telescope, the space station, and the Chinese space space station would all be you you wouldn't be able to get to those that like this is a strange confluence of like planets aligning like <laughs> that they those, would be within
1: enough distance to for
0: for her to get there with sure. any sort of actual
1: and that's another thing where i think it's just a it's for the sake of having a movie that would, yeah you know yeah yeah
0: and it, it does it didn't it didn't bother me at the time and, and you know it doesn't overall effect but i think it's you know
1: what was your near you almost had mentioned earlier that there was like a near ice pack thing like almost that that was, that the, was the, okay. the,
0: the Clooney kind of pulling away like that didn't that's
1: okay i thought you were i thought you were going to mention the her with the fire extinguisher
0: which i no. don't know if
1: that would actually work or not i don't know
0: I, I, it, it would
1: but it just seemed like it looked weird you know what no, I mean? it, like, does. Like, it does not knowing anything about how space outer space works i, yeah. I was like that's interesting that she can just use the. But okay, that's fine then. Totally no, I mean okay. it, it,
0: it. It would work out. I, you know, it, <laughs> obviously they don't sp- send astronauts up there with just extinguishers on their back, and they use that to thrust. But but it, it could. It would provide thrust as to whether or not you would be able to eject yourself from your your sure. capsule, and then sure use it to get somewhere else it's I don't know
1: right well I can spend my disbelief for that I was just curious I thought that might, that might have been your no, it, just, yeah, it, it seems it, so strange I'm like I'm like, she's like cradling this thing and I'm like, I'm like that's kind of silly but then it, if it works it works it's so.
0: weird but it you know th- theoretically it, it could work out okay. at some point well there we go All Um. Right. any other spoilers to discuss spoiler Terry <laughs> spoiler Terry
1: um, I think only a couple things what I was saying about the Bullock character earlier is yeah. that early on I felt like she felt a little too incompetent I think part of that might be because I didn't quite it took me a little while like it took me until later on in the movie to really understand why she was there because they don't 100% describe exactly what they're doing which you don't need to but I knew that she I knew from the character and what she was saying that she was not experienced in the outer space Mm -hmm. stuff but she just felt a little too she didn't feel like she would be ready for a mission you know what I'm saying like I can totally understand her panic at drifting away and like her reaction to like trying to grasp for things like no one could just, Hey, I have a bar now. I'm safe. like, I can't blame her for that. But there's moments where she feels
0: just like some of that, some of that gets wrapped up in like, you know, if I was up in space, I'd probably be out of my mind anyway. And half of the training that I learned would probably be out the window. But it, it, you know, it's some of, some of it does almost feel Uh, like, if anything gets almost cartoonish, it is, it is the, the, um, (laughs) Clooney, Clooney gets a little cartoonish, just the way that he's just kind of screwing around, but it's great because it's Clooney. Because he's having so much fun. And then, uh, like, Bullock's kind of, her, uh, somewhat complete inexperience and inability to... To grasp the situation, I you know it's it's one of those things where if we were in the situation, we'd probably feel a lot the same. But just... sure,
1: and, and that's why like I could like there are moments where I was totally okay with it, and like I said, by the end of the movie, I was like, I almost felt like they had done it on purpose, made her so because her character is so grown by the end of it. Like she's so not independent is the right word for it, but she's so like. She's in such a survivalist mentality that she can actually handle like all these situations. Yeah. So it's the almost the polar opposite of how she is to begin with, which is it's cool. I
0: mean, it's a that's cool where a cool
1: where character goes, yeah. journey. So I'm assuming that they almost they almost made her they made her they maybe, exaggerated it a bit uh, too. maybe a bit just to make yeah. her transformation become. And there's actually this funny shot of I'm sh- I'm sure you guys noticed it of her in the fetal position. Oh yeah. The, yep. the, the umbilical cord rising yeah. up where she's born anew. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um. The only other thing I the the sequence I was talking about the three D sequence yeah was the I believe it's the second there's a couple explosions in this movie um, the second I'm trying to think which one it was it's she's working on one of the satellites and
0: well oh when when she's shot. when she's in the Soyuz capsule and she's in, trying to take out take the the parachute right off
1: yeah I believe that was the was the time it's hard to remember because there's she goes visits a couple it's so all it's, one scene anyway, yeah so. yeah but. There's a, there's a shot of you see kind of over her shoulder at the right you see the debris coming in yeah. and you see the explosions but there's no explosion noise because there's no noise yeah. which is was a really
0: Damn it. I wanted to talk about the sound design a little bit and we didn't but
1: it's a weirdly scary it's almost scarier that way oh yeah because our, our our mind is so used to in these these movies well in life <laughs> when you hear an ex- when you see an explosion you hear the the audible sound of an explosion there's something really weirdly scary and unnerving about not hearing that. Yeah, and like there's,
0: like thinking about her not even knowing that the space station is being annihilated right next absolutely. to her. Absolutely.
1: It's a terrifying thing. Yeah. Like and that's that's the one thing this movie does so well. If it does if it did nothing else well, the one thing it does perfectly is it puts you 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 don't you feel like you're in her shoes. Yeah. The whole time. I mean, literally like the the moments where she's feeling absolute and utter despair you as an audience member are like yeah you should probably just off yourself like i I felt totally i'm like i'm like i don't blame you at all like for what you're doing right now like i was like i'd probably be or like the moment at the end when she touches the sand i felt so happy just Uh to see like earth again i was like yes i would be like kissing the dirt seriously so it it does an amazing job of like and i think a lot of it is because you're so one-on-one with her for so long Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't... Like, a lot of movies aren't able to do that. And yeah. I think this one does it, like, flawlessly. Yeah. So that was cool. I... It was it was almost jarring to see Earth, too, which was mm. really amazing. Like... Fact, that,
0: like, you're wondering, like, are we really going to get there? Like, are we going to see Earth in this movie?
1: Yeah, so. and it, that felt more alien than what we had seen. Yeah. Which is such a strange concept, but it... It... That shows you how well the movie did its job, so... Yeah. I don't know. It All in all, like I said, my my major complaint would be the the early treatment of the Bullock character but I know why they why she felt that way yeah yeah so I can't get too angry at it that oh that and the Dolby Atmos that I saw it in was a little overly loud at some (laughs) points it it, it was oh
0: yeah I mean even when the movie starts like the like that first music cue that kind of gets you into the
1: yeah the, the the soundtrack is is great and all but it there's there's a lot of the, the moments where it's like smash cuts to silence after some loud booming sound. Yeah. And it, it was almost too loud in, in my theater. I don't know if it was just me, maybe if I'm getting because I'm getting old or no, something. I no, I kind of felt that way. It was almost it, a little too loud. I, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. But that's just me. So. I think that was probably by design.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was
1: definitely yeah. by design. Yeah. It, it bugged me, though, a little bit. just Just how loud it was. I mean, I'm trying to find things to not like about a movie that i really like so this is this is tricky but that's one of the things that i
0: yeah that bugged me all right nick spoilers spoilers terry
1: not really i think it uh
2: i don't know everything willie kind of didn't like or or whatever i think i really enjoyed and i guess i could counterpoint but i don't really do it counterpoint
3: (laughs)
1: I don't
2: know. Right. I've
0: decided I don't want a podcast right now.
2: It's, I don't know. It's just one of those movies. Right. I, I don't. I don't see the value in trying to find things wrong with it. I. I really liked. I really liked it, and I think I have no problem. I think it was done well enough on every level that I have. I don't really want to want to nitpick it. I think it's it's worthy of just standing on with a with a really great rating, and I just think I was just thoroughly impressed by it across the board.
1: Like, well, I think it's important to find things though that. Why? if there's something there that you that bothered you I mean you.
0: nothing's going to be perfect and you know I think it's interesting to talk about like this movie's fantastic and if there are things that people feel that it does wrong or that mm-hmm. didn't quite work for you personally because that's the sure. nature of subjective things Absolutely I think it's worth talking about because you know but Absolutely I guess it's just a weird it's a weird
2: this one's a weird example for me just because I think I don't know I just don't see anything really wrong wrong with it. I think if something didn't work for somebody, but there's a, there's a re- reason for why it's in the movie. I don't know. I just find it strange, necessarily. I think it was done. If something's done by design, I'm just, I'm just pretty impressed by the amount of thought that went into all of it. Like for for being such a simple movie, but on such an incredibly complex scale and an incredibly complex production, and kind of a intricate. Message, not really intricate, but like just the whole the themes of like rebirth and and uh, reinvention of yourself is kind of a hard topic. I think to make <sighs> not even to make relatable because I think it's something everybody goes through, but just to make it so human on such an insane scale. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than space, you know? Yeah. To tell such an such an essentially. Such a quintessentially human story like that on that scale, done that simply, and yet <clears throat> um, done so well is just so impressive. Um, I don't know. I think it was it was just there, there's uh, some something like the the final the final shot of her, or the final moment of her on Earth was so cool. Well, obviously, like Willie said, it was so jarring, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it was funny when she stood up and was like staggering away i was like god that's brilliant because it on, on a pra- it, it's that's just such great storytelling i think when you can find a vehicle like that and tell your message through it and it works on two levels i mean it just furthers the message of her being like reborn she's like taking her first steps as a new human being like as a baby but at the same time it makes practical sense because she hasn't her legs have not yeah, her functioned <laughs> in, yeah. in a practical sense in in a while mm-hmm i was like that is just she hasn't faced gravity yeah yeah, (laughs) i was like what a a brilliant idea
1: there's a there's a there's one thing too that i thought was interesting that i never thought anything could be scarier than like the idea of drowning until you really get a a feel for what it would be like to drift out you know i mean obviously Mm. none of us can say what it actually feels like but this movie is probably the closest thing we're ever going to get that's terrifying like that's there's something even scarier about the void, like, like out there than there is about... I don't know. That that was really cool. Like, oh, yeah. It almost gives you the same feeling as if you were to watch somebody that was, like, struggling swimming. Yeah. Or that was getting carried down a current. You know what I mean? It almost felt the same. But it was something... There was even something even scarier about it, just because it's, like... There's an element of, like, they're never going to be found. You know? Like, there's something scary about the idea of that. Like, they're just gone. <laughs> like, see ya. Like, Clooney's gone. Like... He's still there. Yeah, like, he's, around. he's up there somewhere. he Will never be retrieved. <laughs>
2: Probably. Yeah, not. I was
0: wondering about that. I wanted to look up and see if we have actually ever lost somebody. Just I don't. I don't know if we have lost anybody in space. We've had. We've had sure. like descents and ascents, deaths that have occurred. But those people, you know, Were... they, they would have made it back to ground in many pieces. Sadly, but yeah, sure, I think that
2: but... the it's just such a such a great idea to use space as the backdrop for this idea of exploring. The life cycle of a human like you have her character who's essentially born because of space and you have Clooney's character who was probably born because of space and then chooses to die like i think part of that scene his willingness to be let go i think it was very much a conscious decision to be like i'm kind of cool with going out like this yeah and clearly his oh totally they yeah. shot you know his character kind of screwing around like you said it, it is a little it's a bit of a waste of, of resources i guess but up until that point, they had no reason to think anything would go wrong. His character clearly had spent plenty of time in space mm-hmm. and was mm-hmm. totally comfortable
1: with it. As were probably the people on the shuttle. Right. You know what I mean? We don't know how experienced they were. It seems like the other guy, the the, um, the one who was killed early on yeah, by the beam or whatever, or... which was brutal, the, ugh, yeah. just heinous to see, but um, it seemed like he was a little less seasoned maybe too because of his... yeah he just seemed like his his attitude was so like ridiculous and carefree and like hey I like a movie well and
0: that's that's the thing that i that's even something that buzz aldrin kind of commented on he was like we didn't really joke we don't joke or anything when we're up there like that and i do kind of remember thinking that during the movie but then he he buzz aldrin kind of brings up a good point he's like that's the humanity kind of showing through the movie anyway like that's mm-hmm. like that's you know people writing a movie that's how it works so. well and as soon
2: as i i think it was a pretty routine it wasn't anything insane. science, it wasn't an explorer, exploratory mission, it was...
0: Well, we don't do exploratory missions
2: anymore, Mm-mm. really, yeah. but... Right, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying, like, that's not, yeah. that wasn't the objective, so for them it was basically just, like...
1: A day at the office.
2: And Clooney, so for Clooney to kind of be a little chill, I thought was seemed appropriate enough, because as soon, as soon as there's a hint that something might go wrong, he, he switches into business back mode into... And yeah. Absolutely, and totally takes control of the mission and mm-hmm. says... Follows the routine and and just shifts. Well, then into... he gets mad at
1: her. I mean, at that point, he's because not that she's goofing around, but she like doesn't understand. You know what I mean? Like he, he flips that switch. He doesn't completely. understand
0: the gravity of the situation. Oh no! No, oh, 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 you did oh, it. Oh. You went there. Yes, I win.
1: Alex wins podcast.
0: Um, I I looked through Neil deGrasse Tyson's tweets and and a lot of it, a lot of these are just story concessions nothing yeah i mean the thing you know hubble hubble's 350 miles up and the space station's 230 miles up and there's no way they would have ever reached that in any means but thing, things like that like the you know she could have tugged him back and they're all things uh communication satellites are like 100 times higher than the iss anyway so they wouldn't have been knocked out by the debris field but it you know you have to and that's hey, those he, he says in all he's like my tweets hardly hardly convey every or no my tweets hardly ever convey opinion, mostly perspectives on the world, but if you must know, I enjoyed Gravity very much. So even somebody like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who knows, he can call it like it is, but the movie's good enough for somebody like that to uh, to, to enjoy it anyway. Yeah,
1: so and, and it, I remember I read a book once that was, uh, ba- it was called Based on a True Story or something like that, and I, it looked interesting, so I picked it up. Mm-hmm. And it was about movies that are that either made the claim based on a true story or this is a real real story, whatever. Yeah, and it's the author was kind of nitpicking the things that mm-hmm. were factually wrong, historically wrong, whatever. It doesn't you know. And yeah. it was an interesting read because there's some movies that I really enjoyed in there that I was like, oh really? That's it was cool to hear like the true story, but it never ever made me like dislike the movie. No, you know like Braveheart was an example. I, I love the movie Braveheart. It's awesome. It's fantastic. It's like one of the best swords and sandals epic if you want to call it one of those there is but it's so removed from the truth it's still like there's you have to make dramatic
0: i think that's what really ruined pain and gain for me (laughs)
1: totally (laughs) totally that had to be it
0: Uh, all right any final thoughts on gravity
1: if you didn't hear me say go see it during the non-spoiler section (laughs) Go see it. You if don't you have to see it anymore. There's yeah. no point. If you haven't seen it already, and you're listening <laughs> to this, then you're a jerk for not listening to me before this.
2: <laughs> All Tim. right. I I hope we don't have to wait another six or seven years for another <laughs> Alfonso, Alfonso movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: Nah. Maybe he'll do Gravity Two, the, the streets. Maybe he'll do the new uh, Harry Potter thing <laughs> <laughs> thing magic. <Yeah. laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I'll be curious. to maybe see Maybe he'll
1: what he do does, Doctor like. Strange.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. Some crap. <laughs> With Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not Clooney. It's Trevor. It's Trevor Slattery. Yeah, really. (laughs) All right. Well, we can wrap it up. Uh, Feedback to feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Thanks to at Mr. John on Twitter for our music and artwork. Uh, Check us out at MFN Podcast on Twitter as well. Find links to our respective Twitter pages on MidwestFilmNerds.com, where you'll find full show notes for every episode, uh, even episodes that aren't still on iTunes. Like episodes 1 through 20, or something like that. And, um, I don't know, that's about it. Kyle XY, go watch a movie. Thanks for joining us if this is your first episode.